I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of ButcherBox, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, listener, it's Zach Harper, Amin Al Hassan, and Anthony Mays of Cinephobe. You may be asking yourself, what is Cinephobe? Amin, would you like to fill in the people? Cinephobe is the podcast where Zach and I watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain. Oh, we're trying to well. ascertain? Yes. Okay. Ascertain. Whether or not they're accurately poorly rated, or maybe they didn't get a fair shake. Cinephobe, produced by this guy, Anthony Mays. Hey, that's me. I produced this show. I also watched the movies, even though that wasn't included in the description, and I also ascertain. <laughs> This month is... Wow! Oh, oh, oh. oh Maze, why'd you say that? Supercharge it. <laughs> so that this promo can remain evergreen. I feel like explaining a little bit more. In 60 seconds? I don't know. Maybe I don't bring attention to it. Assuring people like, look, if you listen, you're going to get it. Just give it, give it time. That's a good promo. Just listen to it. Give it time. You'll figure it out. Is this the promo right now? Isn't it? Okay, I think we got it. Cinefo. Where have you get podcasts? <laughs> Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. We are here. Lord, we are here. And we're ready, ready to podcast. Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week we give our mega church... Just the tiniest family feel. We introduce you to members of our church staff. It is our true treat and it is our true treasure. Well, per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas. How like it's 9 AD, Hallie? How are you? I am too blessed to be stressed. My brother, how are you? How are your kids who are coming to Climax? Unreal. A busy week with my teens in Climax. It was our annual Toys for Tots Meals for Cops, uh, which is where we give toys to needy children and we bring hot meals to offices who are are on duty awesome. through the holidays protecting awesome. us. Did it go well? It went well. The you know, unfortunately the boxes got mixed up and the cops got the toys and then the poor kids got a bunch of, you know, loose meat sandwiches. Oh. So luckily, you know, 
kids can make toys out of anything. That's right. Yeah, so they were having a great time, you know, rolling up the baloney and doing whatever. But, oh. you know, the cops were actually kind of jerks about it. But, you know, hey, they're paid to be like that. Have That's you ever put a piece of baloney in a microwave? It's hilarious. Oh, it's so fun. It I pops do it into a bowl. I'd say you do it once a week. It's so cool. And in my personal life, it was my friend Clay Mason Clay Bannerman's Mason Bannerman? birthday. Ah. And I took him to see his favorite band. Ooh, what's his favorite band? Uh, Train. Ooh, Train? Yeah, Train. Oh, Train. Train. Never, Never heard of him. Train? You yeah. don't know Train? I don't think so. Train, Hallie. Train. Come on. Drops of Jupiter, Sweet Virginia. I don't think so. Hey, Soul Sister. Um, bruises? No, it doesn't ring a you bell. You don't know Bruises? Oh, it's really... So. Okay, well... It doesn't matter. You know, their Christmas, it was their like Christmas concert. So they just played their one Christmas song, Shake Up Christmas. And cool. then they did 45 minutes of Calling All Angels in just a bunch of different keys. It was really garbage, actually. But Clay loved it. Okay. How was your week, Hallie? Oh, well, I want to ask you because you're the teen expert. Um, and my girls are a little younger, but um, my girls have been locking their knees so they pass out and don't have to go to church again. Uh, classic Do move. you know about this oh, thing totally. that young people yeah, do, Gray? Like number three in the playbook of yep. trying to get out of services. Yeah, it's real. You lock your knees and you hold your breath or you do just one or you do just the other. The next thing you know, you've passed out like a light. Oh, you should see all the dental surgery that I've had to uh, see people oh. undergo because, you know, they do that. Then they smash the teeth. They come in looking like vampires. I'm like, I know exactly Good. What you were doing. Grave. Yeah. So they lock their knees. They pass out. They're just dead to the world. And there's not much I can do to get them in the car and deliver them to church when they're dead weight lying there like a bag of dirt. Talk about weekend with Bernie's. I just don't know what it is, Gray. My kids don't want to go to church anymore. And they Ugh. know how cool it is and how hard we work to make it relevant. I mean, we twist the Bible into a gosh darn pretzel to get them to be interested in it. And you know I what? Know. It's not working. My kids want to be on their phones. They want to be with their friends or they want something to eat or they want to do an NFT, whatever that is. Oh, NFTs. And I just, I don't know what to do. Yeah, NFT is a non-fungible term token that's so cool that makes no sense to me and lead pastor steve has always said that if we can hook the little ones while they're kids and there are studies and statistics on this gray if you can hook children into being believers when they're little there is a much better chance that they'll stick with it oh they'll never leave yeah if you don't get the kids bought in for life you don't have a high percentage of older people coming to church for the first time and even though that's what we're shooting for we want to appeal to seekers out there people truly rarely start going to church when they are grown if they have no background in it so we got to nab the kids and if you don't if you don't get them, if you don't hook them when they're kids, you're just kind of out of luck. I know, Hallie. So, well, uh, this is really upsetting. I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm, I'm hopefully I they'll outgrow it. I, I'm just desperate to make them interested in church again, and I just don't know what to do, Gray. Maybe we can make church into an NFT. What's an NFT again? It's a non-fungible token. What does that mean? Well, Hallie, it's a token that's not fungible. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, it's all in the name. Cool. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis, and at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, 
You will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the megaverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis. And at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the megaverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just like Jesus talked about the prodigal son, we have a prodigy daughter. It is Twin Hills' very own star vocalist. Oh, I mean, right one of out the, of the best. children's ministry. Yes, I am so excited to announce Mary Celine O'Callaghan. Hi, you guys. I'm just so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Celine, you are just a vision. And when you take the stage here at Twin Hills, everybody knows who you are. You have really just shot through the ranks of what I would say child vocalists here. And uh, we're just so excited to have you. Tell us a little bit about how you knew that you had this talent. Well, my mom always says, I came out of the womb and I was singing. Um, <gasps> she says, my screams were in a high C and she knew in that moment that I was destined to be a star for Christ. Oh wow. my goodness, a high C, that is really high. Yeah, that is awesome. So you've been singing since the day you were born. Yes. <laughs> Wow, that is so cool. I feel like that is such an anti-abortion message right there. I mean, if she had been aborted, we would never get these vocal pipes that blow us away. So you were discovered singing with the children's choir from the children's ministry, and then somebody noticed you? Or how did you shoot to stardom to be on our main stage auditorium? Well, you know... It was crazy because there was one day where, you know, we were singing um, Our God is an Awesome God, and I had asked if it would be okay if I could potentially do a little bit of harmony um, because oh, at the time, you know, our director, she she didn't really um, – she didn't really know music. And I was like, I know music. Yeah. And I think it'd be great if I could just harmonize. Um, and that was when I was five. And um, Steve, you know, really enjoyed our performance. And he took me aside and he was like, um, can you sing for me um, just alone? And so wow. I sang <gasps> and he said, oh, my gosh. 
Um, you know what? I see that like Christ is coming through you in sound and music. And that's when I started to just, you know, get those solos. And now I'm doing that full um, production. So <laughs> oh, yes. it is just so amazing. That is just so great. And you must be so, so happy that your parents are just encouraging you in this way. Is your mom still a part of your life? Oh, oh, absolutely. You know, my mom was 16 when she had me. Um, oh. and, and, you know, you're right. Like, um, you know, all these people told her, make sure that you have the baby, have the baby. And that was really great because if she, um, if she didn't, I wouldn't be here. And so, um, we're actually so close. She's almost like my, um, my older sister. We're like yeah. best friends. Um, we're like that, um, that awful, um, sort of, um, kind of paganist show Gilmore Girls. Uh-huh. That's um, the one thing I do take away is that their relationship is similar to my mom and I. So. Oh, oh, that is, that is so, so great. Cool. I love parents that are parents. You know, I do think that is really cool when you can be a friend and a parent. Like a peer? A parent? Like a parent. Oh, parent. A parent. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Well, what else is she going to be besides your best friend? I mean, her life ended the day you were born. She probably didn't go to college or anything. And, oh, uh, no. And my grandparents don't believe in education for women. Um, they think that, you know, women should be what they are meant to be, which is vessels for Christ, um, baby vessels for Christ. So Yeah. Oh, so you do have a dad i would have figured he would have been long gone you know um my mom always says that god is my father so um oh that's great yeah because he is the one true father of us all so and he's the best dad you could ever have so true that is so cool so when you're not singing i mean you you you, you know you 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 are so mature for your age and i think you know when you've got a talent like this you you grow up fast and i think people don't realize like a lot of times maybe the pressures on a young person who's got such amazing talent but also has to you know be be treated like an adult and expected to perform like an adult week in and week out in our services because i do remember you know a few months ago with the easter services that you did go running from the stage and you seemed upset and i don't like to bring up you know hardship but i was i think everybody was wondering you know because the camera followed you all the way i don't know why we sent a camera following you all the way as you ran off stage and then into the dressing room and then closed the door and said you know i don't i I can't talk right now but what happened when 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 you did leave the Easter stage? So our choir director decided that she and her husband wanted their kid to have a solo. Oh. Can he sing? Frankly, no, he can't sing. Okay. And I I was offended because they tried to give him the biggest solo in the song. Oh. And when he started singing, I don't know if you heard, but he sounded really bad. And And I was like, I'm the one who should be singing this. Like, it's Easter Sunday. This is the most important day of our entire year. Um, It is the day when we get to see Jesus come back from the dead. And he has has proved everyone who doubted him wrong. He's made every person a doubting Thomas. And nobody else should ever be able to sing to him besides me. Because I'm the only one that can really reach to God when um, I'm singing. Well, with you know, that high C. I know. And I do remember you saying all that on stage and then then running off. So I guess I do understand. Yeah, she was I, pretty I guess clear. I did know the, yeah, the yeah. story. Yeah. You just had to jog your memory. Right. And But you know what? I, I think it's so I think it's so sweet, um, Mary Celine, because you're committed to excellence, which is what Twin Hills is about. We know that people who are seeking Christ and they don't know yet that they have a Jesus-shaped hole in their heart until they get to Twin Hills and and they see 
excellence. They see excellence in the music, in the dance, in the uh, campus, in the auditorium. Um, if we put up, you know, B pluses or C minuses up there instead of A plus every time, people aren't going to come to understand Christ. So I love that you're holding us to a standard, to be honest. And also you mentioned that you sometimes get to have a, a solo audience with lead pastor Steve. I mean, that's like singing for the president. Or I can't yeah. even think of who's bigger than the president. Like, how do you handle that? And what's that like? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I feel honored to be in Steve's presence every day because you can just sense God coming through him, you yeah. know? And so we always talk about how the most important thing is that we are giving of ourselves to our Lord. And so Steve almost, this is, Steve has almost become like a, like a father figure to me. Um, I love that. And it's, um, it's been really nice because, um, um, he's been coming over to our house and, um, and he, he really ha- likes to hang out with my mom. Oh, awesome. And it's really nice to have, um, my, as my mom says, it's, you know, it is important to have a male presence. Yep. Um, I mean, at all times, because I mean, as we know, um, Men are are the most important people who are connected to God. It just shows what a man of God he is. And you know what, Uh, Mary Celine, your mom's right. A girl needs to see a positive male role model so that she knows um, what she's shooting for when, um, you know, when she pairs off and becomes a wife. You know, a lot of times girls who are born to single moms like you, they end up marrying drunks and stuff because they don't know what makes a good man. So I love that Steve is doing that. And, you know, Steve's been very vocal about really not liking kids at all, but he likes talent oh yeah you know? so I uh, you have slipped into into the cockles of his heart and I think that's beautiful do you have any hobbies I do love um, making dolls um, oh. I make dolls uh, for the less fortunate children than myself um, because my mom always says they don't have the kind of talent that you do that's gonna get them out of this trailer park do you have one of your dolls there Oh, um, I do actually. Okay, so this one is one of my favorites. Oh my Ooh. god! Oh, oh yeah. I don't. Oh yeah. wow! Okay. Oh wow! I found an old Barbie head, and mm. it was so exciting. And what are all the needles in its head for? The needles are the hair, um, because she didn't have hair when I found her. Um, okay. So I thought, what can I find? And um, I actually found um, an old medical waste bag. So I went in and I, I was like, is there something that I can find in here? And so I took all the needles off of the syringes and I made that her hair and then she's also got um, her body is made from an old um, wheelbarrow tire so that's what you're seeing there you're an artist I know it's very rare that you see a doll with with sort of no hair bald with needles all in its face and I mean you'd also have them in the face there uh, and in that black I don't know it kind of reminds me of something I've seen before just like the uh the bald head and the needles and the needles in the face and the sort of black cloak there. Anyway, yeah, that's... uh it's creative. It's creative. And I've heard that about true artists is that like, because you're such a powerful vocalist, you'll also be creative in other ways. A lot of times a dancer can also paint, you know, stuff like that. Now, I do want to ask you, Mary Celine, because I heard a rumor that uh, you're going to be in the Christmas programming this year. And that is very exciting. And I don't know if you're allowed to reveal or not. Uh, are you playing Mary? 
I know I should keep it a secret, but I mean, it was just such an obvious choice. Yeah. Oh, that is so great. But there's a secret. What's the secret? I am going to be the mother of God. There's going to be a secret reveal. <gasps> it's so exciting. Um, don't tell anybody. Okay. But great. I am going to birth the baby Jesus on stage <laughs> at the Christmas program. Awesome. I mean, what a time to sing a high C if yeah. that is the time yes. to do it. Are you yes. going to be doing it while you're singing, like in, in the climax of the song? Absolutely. Um, it's going to be really wonderful. Um, you know, we're gonna. I'm going to be singing um, Away in a Manger, and <sighs> so I'll be singing that, and then um, at the end um, will be the beautiful um, recreation of the baby Jesus being born in that That's wonderful perfect. barn in that the manger. so perfect. Because I, I think that. Mary would have had a good voice. The oh real, my, the original Mary. And I mean, because I wanted to ask you, Mary Celine, how old are you? Oh, I'm 11, but oh, I'll that's be 12 perfect. in a few weeks. Yeah. Oh, oh that's Mary, perfect. Because I think that was right around what Mary was. Totally. It was, uh, yes. She was an early adolescent. Yeah, so that is so cool. And I'm so glad you got that part and that it wasn't, I, I mean, especially after the whole Easter thing, sometimes there's competition, sometimes things get political, even in, you know, churches are just institutions but I'm so glad that, that there was no um, a politics getting you that part or was there it was hard at first but my mom told me I'll talk to Steve oh great and I'll make sure that he knows that's not the real you mm-hmm. and my mom worked on him he, he and 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 he's been you know coming over to our house and right, and my that. mom really has been sacrificing a lot to make sure that I'm the one who is given the solo yes. and I'm the one as and as we discussed, you know, to be honest, Christmas is the second most important day yep. of the year. It's so cool because there aren't a lot of female roles in the Bible. Women make up less than 1% of the Bible. And so here you have nabbed not only a rare role, but one of the only roles. And it's so exciting. And I just have a technical question about, um, I know this year's Christmas program is being directed by, the drama part portion is being directed by Sandra Belea. And um, is she directing you to have the baby come out from between your legs or is it going to appear somewhere else because I've always heard that if Jesus did come out the birth canal then he would have broken Mary's hymen and taken her virginity and so you know I don't want to you know bring that up but you know that would right, be kinda, the truth yeah, I don't think um, we need to so is it up, is no. the baby coming from where's the baby going to come out of you you know Sandra really wants me to make it feel very real mm-hmm. and you're right you're right um we I mean I personally don't believe that um, Jesus would have been born naturally. I think uh, that God gave Mary a C-section. Oh, um, yeah. So that's what's going to happen. Um, it's going to be a very beautiful and wonderful C-section from God. Yes. Um, that, and then that is how baby Jesus will um, exit the womb. You know, I think that's such an amazing idea because, you know, I've always been a little bit, I don't know, a, a bit curious and a bit like, Ugh, I don't think God would do it in a normal, you know, sort of nasty way that the babies are born now. And I think a godly C-section is so cool because, you know, even though that seems like it could be pretty dangerous at the, you know, in the in the time that they're speaking of, because it is a pretty intense surgery as far as I understand. Well, she probably would have died from a C-section for sure, but at least Jesus would have been born. Right. And I bet God had some 
way of just kind of patching her up right then. Yeah, and he not, can do anything. Right, and you know, it's going to be a miracle how he does that. So I love that we're doing that on stage. What a great idea. You know, I always think about if you trust in God, you can achieve anything. And I do believe that Mary trusted in God and she was able to achieve having a very um, intense surgery at a time where that would never have happened because God is the original creator. You know, God is the creator of everything and he was the creator of the C-section to take Jesus out. So he'd also be the creator of a way to patch to patch Mary up, to sew her with the, the, the I assume, hair of angels. Um, you know, does that's what's being used to to keep her together. That's I love awesome. that. A Christ section is really what a it Christ is. A Christ section oh, is a C-section. Is. That is so cool. They say God is the tr- a true physician because he can heal anything except usually amputations. But um, I just also wanted to um, ask you, Mary Celine, because I don't know if we can fully trust your mom because she's, uh, uh, you know, now she's a stage mom. <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, th- those types get kind of crazy, these showbiz parents. But um, as a woman in your life, as a good example to you, I would like to speak into your life and give you a word basket of encouragement as a woman who believes in your talent. I I just want to say I'm a little worried that because you're so gifted and God has given you such an outstanding gift that I'm afraid the world is going to try to seduce you with things like Mary Celine, go on the voice, Mary Celine, you got to go um, be the next America's talent, you know, but what happens when you do that is the next thing, you know, they ship you off to Hollywood, which is full of wicked, wicked people. And the next thing, you know, you'll be knocked up at the age of 16, like your mom was, you know, it is definitely a fear that my mom and my grandparents have. But, you know, I'm not doing this for fame. I'm doing this for God. I bet that's why I know that the programming team for weekends um, has started to style you. You have a stylist, you have a makeup person, you have a hair lady. And I think that's so cool. I feel like since they've really been giving you a full airbrushed face and like the full blowouts every single Saturday and Sunday, I feel like when people see how good you look, it also makes them attracted to Christ. Totally. Again, it's that level of excellence. You're going to get at Twin Hills that you're not going to get anywhere else. Just flawless. And I want you to know, Mary Celine, that um, your value is in Christ. Like you alone are, the Bible tells us that you just on your own, you're worthless. In fact, you're sinful and deserving of a very real hell. But when you use your gift for Christ, like you said, um, that's where your value is. And I want you to remember that when you're, especially when you get into your teen years and, and boys start wanting you to wear uh, shirts that show your midriff and, you know, all that type of stuff. They're going to say, you know, maybe uh, she could be a little more sexy and stuff. And I just want you to say, my value is in Christ and Christ alone, you know? Well, you know, I always think of the child pageant circuit is something that I um, actively am against. And, awesome. you know, if you look at sinners like um, like Honey Boo Boo or um, oh. or I mean, the unfortunate story of John Benet Ramsey, these were people who were treated as adults as children uh-huh. and while I'm being treated as an adult I'm still a kid mm. and I'm not seeking to try to make myself look sexy um in fact you know what's sexy to me when 
um, people are completely covered. That's what's that's what's <sighs> quote unquote sexy to me. You know, yeah, that modest is, cool. is hottest. I I mean, out of the mouth of babes, great. I, I feel like kiddo, you're gonna be okay. Christ has you in His grip, and He's not gonna let go. Well, I think it would we would be remiss in not letting people hear a little bit of your voice before we let you go. Could we hear a little bit of what you've got in store for us? Maybe just even the part where the you know C-section is happening. Uh, uh, for for the Christmas services. So uh, this is how it will. Um, this is you know it's the the sounds and then once baby Jesus is born, it is a. Wow! Wow! That was oh. oh. It's the climax it, of the show. Oh! Oh! Wow. Oh! Uh, okay, and, and what part is he? Is he out yet? Oh! Uh, wow. Oh, wow. I mean, we're getting quite a preview. Oh, wow, it's still going. Okay. Oh. Okay. And then it starts getting a little bit more intense where it's like... Oh, really? I th- I mean, that is a... Now it's... Is it even singing now? Oh, wow. You know what? I think that is perfect. That's a high C-section. Mary Celine O'Callaghan was played by the delightful Mary Catherine Curran. If you're in Chicago, check her out on the main stage at Second City. Woohoo! And follow her at It Is Mary Catherine. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie LeBont, and Grey House was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>